they fuck you, they fuck you, they fuck you with the cell phones. Hey, you know what happens when you go to a drive-thru? They get you any... Hold on, hold on. Why am I talking? Hold on. Leo Getz, private investigator. Private investigator? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Getz, I was wondering if you would be willing to investigate my privates. Investigate what? My privates, you stupid shit. Shut the fuck up. Oh, very funny, Riggs. You're costing me a lot of money here. Yeah, at least $3 three bucks. Answer, yeah. Fucking call it. Fucking me with the cell phones. Now you're fucking me. You're pretty tough when you're on the phone, aren't you, little fella? That's right. Telephone tough guy. Why am I talking to you on the phone? Get the fuck out of here. Go home. What happened to your face? No means no. This podcast may contain horse language. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Smacks, the pod that rocks your bod. Very subdued intro. I am one of your hosts, Terrence, and with me is another host of this show. Yes. Hi, who are you? I'm Scott. I I interrupted your intro intro because I was just so, um, it seemed so just yes subdued, not lack of energy, just kind of like kind of a moody kind of like well. I'm not Sexy feeling vibe. so. I'm not feeling so shit hot today. Okay. I did a, I did a COVID test this morning and it's negative. Mm. So I must have some form of flu-like thing. Mm. So I see what you little... have have what you have wouldn't have it wouldn't have the words beast man in front of it. Are you talking about beast man AIDS? Yes. I've had that for 15 years now. Okay. So yeah, um welcome to episode. welcome to this episode of season 5, number 12, I believe. Yes, it is. Um today we we'll, we will get to our feature list which will be Cop buddy movies. Now, yes, this is kind of a loose, a loosey goosey. Yeah. Um, but maybe uh, law I, enforcement buddy. Like there could be agents. It could be a cop and a civilian cop and a criminal. But just, but just yeah, people who feud and come together towards the end. Or a cop but and a some, dog. Cop and a dog. Exactly. Cop and a talking dog. Cop and a dinosaur. We discussed that as a possibility. A cop where is that movie? Cop and Shot a Moon. A Cop and Shot a Moon. <laughs> we will get uh, in that. So do we so do we want to lead off with our challenges or discuss a couple of theatrical visitations we had? Well, let's do our challenge. 
Okay. It's always the lamest part of the p- podcast, I think. It's a nice um, amuse-bouche for just to what? start off the episode. <laughs> it's a pre-appetizer. Oh, I didn't know this was episode was in French. Yes. All right. So I guess uh, my challenge was to start watching movies from a binder. Yeah. I did get two done. Okay. First, first one was Wild Bunch. Mm-hmm. And the second one for the life of me, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> do you, do you, are your movies alphabetical or are they just no, random? They're just random. So it's not something like, it could be something that's a, after wild in the alphabet. It could be anywhere. Uh, it might be. Yeah. But this is, I chose a particular binder that is not in alphabetical order. So. Okay. And Wild Bunch is pretty good for what it is. I, I've never seen it. I don't know why. It's just one of those, you know, movies that uh, has been on my watch list for a while. I actually chose my Blu-ray um, binder. That's why it's okay. not in alphabetical. I see. So, I guess I accomplished something. Well done. So, obviously, the, the second movie was really made an impact on you. Yes, it blew my mind so bad yes. that I can't yep. even remember. That it vacated your mind. Well, um, if people remember, my um, personal challenges was similar to yours. was something to do because I had been reorganizing my DVD binders and noticing movies that I had not watched or couldn't even remember that I actually had. And I just decided to watch as many of those as I could. And I started with a movie entitled In the Loop. Um, this is by writer-director um, Armando Inanucci, who also created Veep and Death of Stalin. And so this is a very profane uh, kind of political satire. It's pretty good. Peter Capaldi is the lead. Um, I watched Slumber Party Massacre, Massacre 2. I've Whoa. never seen that. Only, only seen the first one and the remake, but I, hadn't, I haven't seen two or three. Um, I watched Orphan for the first time um, because the sequel is has been released now, or prequel has been released. I knew what the t- end twist was, but it was actually still pretty good. And um, Vera Farmiga does not get credit for as good as an actress as she is because she does so much horror, but she was quite good in in uh, in Orphan. Um, watch a doc- watch a documentary called The Bridge. Um, not a very happy documentary. No, that's not a happy documentary at all. No, it's not. If people don't know, it's about the Golden Gate Bridge. That it's the most destined suicide spot in the world and it's just about a guy he set up a camera for a year and he caught 23 suicides on film and he's talking about the people talking to the surviving family members and talk about mental health and all that and yeah it's a it's not a very very uh yeah uplifting doc um and then i watched law-abiding citizen which is just actually a ludicrous movie. But again, you know, big, big, uh, 
whatchamacallit. Gerard, Gerard Butler. Gerard, Gerard Butler, you know, just, you know, friend <clears throat> of the podcast. He just knows how to get, selects the right tone and knows how to play it and just yeah, elevates that, the movie. That movie is like one of the most far-fetched. Oh, yeah. Like, that's the one where he's like orchestrating all that shit from prison, right? Yes, yeah. but he actually... <laughs> But he actually wasn't in prison because he had bought property beside it and he had tunneled out and he could go back and forth, you know, at his leisure. Yeah. But yeah, what is it's, it? it's, who else is it? Jamie Foxx, isn't it? It's Jamie. Jamie yeah. Foxx. Yeah. It's it's completely yeah implausible, but it is, and it's surprisingly like quite violent. But yeah, Ger- um, Gerard yeah. Butler can take the craziest movies. Yeah. And like, make them fucking cool like um yeah that's the one with the cop station there uh the one oh, we that just cop saw. yeah no, like cop shop. Yeah. jesus christ like just the most ridiculous like there's no mm-hmm. way that shit would happen oh yeah and, like he and, just makes it and cool. all and all the asphalt movies and stuff like that but yeah no he's yeah, he yeah he elevates the movies from schlock to cinema masterpieces so yeah, so I I knocked off I knocked off five from from my list there. So uh, I'm sure um, I could have got a few more in, but mm-hmm. this is a the week from hell with the dog getting sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey. So. All right. I so believe, do you have? I a... believe the next one that I have to watch is a Bug's Life on Blu-ray. <laughs> Okay, so you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna continue this of just keep watching from the binder. Yes, yes. Are you gonna keep watching from the binder till it's done? Mm, like, I th- how I many think, movies are in this? I think binder? there's thirty six slots. Okay, so there's probably thirty four. There's a couple slots open, I think. So okay, so this will be kind of like my my alphabet viewing where it's going to go on for a few. Correct. I also know that there's, there's definitely a couple of the latter diehard movies. Oh, oh, a good day to die hard. That's, Uh, but there's also probably about five or six Clint Eastwood movies. Like, older good ones like the gauntlet is in there right so should be all right okay stay stay tuned Mm -hmm. stay tuned so my my new challenge is um you know i am a letterbox subscriber and for one of my things i get access to a bunch of these different lists that people have and it shows how many things i've watched off certain certain lists person's list so there's a a favorite movie list that's a thousand long curated by edgar wright and so i'm going to try to go through that list and try to watch a a handful of movies are there any uh, of his own on there i don't i didn't see any of his own on there so that's that's good um he's he's not being narcissistic he's you know elevating other people I was thinking I might try to watch every movie I watch might try to be from a different decade, but I haven't fully decided yet. But uh, there's quite a few good movies on there that um, that have been ones that I've been putting off. I believe The Wild Bunch is on there. So we'll see what happens. 
I'm going to. You can't go wrong with wild, old, wild-eyed old Ernest Borgnine. I'll tell you that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our challenges. Tick yes. off the list. Yeah. So, so I guess we should discuss the theatrical viewings that we partook in over the last couple of weeks. Yes. So first we went and saw Bullet Train with your boy. Yep, my uh, boy. Just another wild fucking out out there balls to the wall. It would never happen. Yeah. Um but the like the pacing is so good. Yeah. Um and it's just the acting, the cast. Yeah. Um, yeah. A bunch of eclectic characters and just uh, like a good story. Yeah. If there's one thing that our listeners have not or have noticed is that we do enjoy some good, in tight, closed up, fist fighting yeah. and gun battling. That's that's yeah. something we enjoy yeah you know long long choreographed fights without the without the edits and stuff yeah and when it's in a tight space it's even better it's like Mm -hmm. because then they can use like all sorts of stuff to fight each other like uh perrier bottle to the side of the head or Mm -hmm. you know yeah it was uh, was a very fun movie yeah and uh michael shannon's role like (laughs) You can't pick a better actor. Yeah. Like, I bet you, as soon as he read that script, he's like, "I want to be that dude." Mm-hmm. What was his name? Uh, oh, the the white something. The white. Um, oh, I can't remember. The white devil or the white Satan or the white. Yeah, let's see. I got it. I got it here. Yeah, white death. Yeah, white death, and uh, yeah, it's Michael Shannon with a long white wig. Yes, uh, and, playing a Russian with with Japanese sensibilities. Yeah, playing like a Russian yakuza type yeah. gangster guy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it's good. Like mm-hmm. Brad Pitt's good. He's just kind of there incidentally, kind of mm-hmm. incidentally, but not. Yeah, um, yeah, it's uh, it's great. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. And, mm-hmm. uh, the other one was uh, bodies, 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 which was I, I, I thought it was good, but I don't really know what kind of movie it is. I think it's more of a whodunit. Like I, the from the trailers, I thought it was going to be more of a slasher, but this is more of a whodunit and kind of like um. To like me, it was, woke, yeah, it's woke almost event. like a satire on like, yeah. on like on woke culture, social yeah. media and stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like, yeah, everybody is very like, yeah, certainly, like I said, again, like very woke, very like cancer cult, can, uh, cancel culturist. And they're just like these, the, these friendships are that they've kind of cultivated over these these years is 
it seems to be only based on that their wealth and so that's the only thing they have in common and it's just they're so tenuous yeah. and any little kind of fracture between that makes them just totally turn turn against each other and like and then you all kinda, these you kind of throw in these two oddball characters mm-hmm. um, with the um borat's daughter forgive me i forget her name um maria barklova or yeah. something like that or, she's yeah. kind of like she's not from a rich background but she's just no. kind of there by way the of girlfriend of yeah. proxy because she's the girlfriend. And then the other guy who's like dating one of the chicks, I forget his name. Um, he's in the, in, the, uh, well, Lee uh, Pace. Is the actor, yeah. Right? Lee Pace. Um, yeah. Who was awesome, but he's, yeah. he's got no business hanging around with these 20 something year old kids. Right. Like, yeah. 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 No. And, and it, all these things kind of unfold and it's all based on assumptions and people just are overreacting to things. And I mean, I certainly don't want to give away the twist, but the twist that happens, it makes it makes everything just seem so like it was so unnecessary because everyone just assumes certain things and everything just everyone turned on each other so quickly. And yeah. And when everything else just was seemed to be happenstance and yeah, but it's yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. It wasn't what I was expecting. No, but I I was expecting like a straight up horror kind of. Yeah. I was expecting like but, a scream type type movie. And but, these A twenty four films always have some sort of not twist, but like something else that unfolds. Some sort of, some sort of social message or whatever, yeah. but not hitting you over the head with it or anything. But, yeah. Like I listened to uh I can't remember which podcast, but the director was on it. And she said um she said the movie came from her realizing how addicted she is to her cell phone. Right. So that's where the whole movie kind of came from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. I, I yeah. enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. True story. I think kind of had like a vibe of like, like I want to say like thoroughbreds or something like that. Right. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, dark humor, kind of twisted, kind of, yeah. But, uh, Things yeah. going awry. Mm-hmm. That was uh, good. good, good. Mm-hmm. All right. That leads so. us to buddy copisms. Another episode, another list, but just not any list. This one has it all. Cops, agents, friends, partners, buddies, and all sorts of combinations. May I present to you the list, our favorite cop buddy movies. Now assume the position and have a listen. Buddy copisms. Mm. Yes. So basically, uh, I struggled with this one. Like, there is a lot of buddy cop movies that suck. Hard. Yeah. Like, I would say 80% of them suck hard. Um. And I tried to think as outside the box, but it's mm-hmm. um, it was tough. So I came up with fifteen. Okay. Um, I don't really even know if like a few of them count as buddy cop movies, but I don't know. You, I'm, I'm, you can be the judge when I bring them up. Yeah. No. Well. Uh, 
I'm sure I have some that are going to be on the fringe as well that, you know, I'll have to make that excuses for. But, you know, I think it, it's a pretty open genre. It doesn't have to be cut and dry, two cops going at it kind of thing. It can, be, it can just be, you know, like I said, two people trying to solve a crime together that at least one of them is in law enforcement. There's two I left off my list on purpose because I knew they'd probably end up on your list. So I hope that we didn't cross each other off by doing the same thing. Right. But if neither of us mentions them, I'll mention them at the end. Okay. I think I might know which ones you're talking about. And they're if kinda, the ones that kinda, we... They're kind of similar movies. Similar movies. And are they ones that we discuss? A fair bit on the podcast as it is. Um, definitely, we've discussed both one more than the other. Okay. All right. So, why don't you lead us off? So, I felt like I had to put a lethal weapon on here. Mm-hmm. So, I put lethal weapon two just because that's, that's the, we, that'd be the one I would pick too. We were introduced to Leo Getz. Throws another kind of, he's like the comedic foil, like, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, yeah, it's just a good movie. Like, I think like the first lethal weapon is great, but there's, there's a lot of darkness to rigs in the first one. Yeah. Um, and the second one kind of doesn't take itself as seriously and it kind of, introduces a bunch of new characters the families and mm-hmm. whatever so mm-hmm. yeah now the first one is more of an more action oriented and dramatic with some comedy elements but the second one is more of a definite blend of the comedy and an action and uh yeah good story good it's just there's so many good scenes one after another that are just where the comedy is yeah um in focus but yeah no it's good 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 movie that that was the lethal weapon i had on my list i actually had lethal weapon and then in brackets i put one to four and but number two was going to be the one i was going to discuss so yeah even number four is not bad mm-hmm. uncle benny yeah jet lee that, that was pretty good it's fry rice you plick <laughs> okay my next one or my next one my first one jump all over the place here is the other guys that is on Uh, my list as well so we might as well discuss it yeah this is of course this is uh will ferrell and mark Wahlberg, which are definitely both cops and this i think this one is more of the a prototypical buddy cop movie uh written directed by adam mckay but it starts off you thinking that it's going to be about no, the Wayne Rock Johnson and, Jackson. and Samuel Jackson, because these are guys that are, you know, top cops, you know, no fear, just going for everything. And then they just get their hubris overtakes them and uh, they end up, you know, falling. And so the cop, you know, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg are the other guys and they kind of, you know, have to take over things. But yeah, it's uh, pretty good. I mean, it's there's again, this is outlandish. But there's so many good the supporting roles and supporting characters. Mike, uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah. As the captain who keeps quoting TLC lyrics. <laughs> um the the other the other rival 
uh, cops, uh, Rob Riggle and Damon yeah. Wayans Jr. Um, the guy who they're protecting, who's like the Bernie Madoff kind of guy, is Steve Coogan. Like, yeah. there's so many good actors. And then you got Dirty Mike and the Boys. Um, just like uh, Adam McKay's character is the homeless guy. Yeah. And it's it's just, yeah, it's it's a funny, funny. It's It's not as strong as a comedy as same of the other like McKay Farrell uh, collaborations. Cause this one is trying to be more of an action comedy, but when, when the, when there's funny moments, they're funny moments. So like the, um, obviously Will Farrell's married to Eva Mendez. Yes. And, um, like Mark Wahlberg, like it's just the on running gag where he's just astonished. Yeah. And, he's and in disbelief yeah. that, you know, she wants to be with, um, like a Will Ferrell. Guess yeah, like just, a pussy, a pussy. Yeah. like Will Ferrell, like and a forensic, she, a forensic accountant. At, yeah, inside the police department. Yeah, and basically, like she just loves all the like nerdy dork yeah. shit that he does, and yeah. And like, he takes her for granted. Like he like treats her like shit. Yeah, he says she's. <laughs> She says she's cute at best. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and, and then you go, and then you meet a bunch of his ex-girlfriends and all of them are just stunning. And Mark yeah. Wahlberg's like, what, what's up with you? He's like, doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. And yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's, uh, sometimes Mark, Mark Wahlberg's annoying to me, but mm. some, sometimes like, sometimes he, he hits it good, and this one's one of those things where he doesn't have to do too much acting. No, you know what I mean. Yeah, he's more of the straight guy in this. Even though Will Ferrell has like just a straight laced guy, he's saying most of the ridiculous stuff. Yeah, the whole thing about well, being a lion, being a, being a tuna. Yeah, like Mark Wahlberg <laughs> saying he's a lion and he's going to attack, and then yeah. and then you know he's Will Ferrell has a speech about how he's a tuna and he's going to some sort of breathing apparatus for out yeah. of kelp and get online and now they have a taste for lion and all that kind of stuff yeah it's it's good stuff yeah half of that's probably improvised i would imagine oh probably yeah uh so next for me is uh the first rush hour um i had the second rush hour so i'll kind of lead into that so um this was one of the first dvds i ever got um, so I had to watch it, you know, DVDs were expensive back then. Mm-hmm. And so I bought this one at Costco. So, um, this was before E1, all that shit, right? Yeah. So sorry, our former place of employment. Um, mm-hmm. so basically I had like Rush Hour, Thunderheart, Gladiator, and Candyman were my first four DVDs. Um, and, uh, I probably went 15 years without watching it and I watched it probably around Christmas time. It still mm-hmm. holds up. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Chris Tucker's a funny dude. Yeah. And if you give, like, if you give him something like, obviously the fact that Jackie Chan's from China and he's Chinese, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. you can give Chris Tucker something to like, riff on yes hilarious you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um 
And, uh, and and Jackie Chan just isn't like a punching bag too. He gives it back to you know Chris Tucker oh, yeah. as well, right? He, right. So, oh, for sure. Um, yeah. And like Chris Tucker threatening him and like telling him he's gonna whip his ass if he touches the radio and yeah, um, yeah. It's just uh, yeah, it's a good basic buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Chinese embassy. What is it? The the um, the ambassador's daughter is kidnapped yeah gets kidnapped, and yeah. even she's good in the movie. Like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I just uh, yeah yeah I more, think I have it's more, more of like a sentimentality thing for me. I think yeah I I've and for me that's why I kind of like part two more, or just I'm more I have more of an affinity to part two. It's because when I managed a music store, a video store, and we were allowed to play movies in the background. Rush Hour is only rated PG, so we weren't allowed playing anything higher than that. Of course, the first Rush Hour has like a R or PG-13 rating or whatever. So I was able, I played like Rush Hour 2 like nonstop. It was like on the loop just because it was something better to to have in the background. And so, yeah, I just got more more used to that one. And uh, uh, that one, you know, is different because now this time Chris Tucker is the fish out of the water over in over yeah. in Hong Kong as opposed to Jackie Chan. So yeah, it was, Rush, it's, it's good too. Rush hour three, not so good. Not, no, no, not, not so good. <laughs> even with the even with the appearance of Roman Polanski. I think uh that's kinda after Chris Tucker lost his interest in acting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he kinda mm-hmm. um because yeah. he doesn't do a lot of it now. No. No, he doesn't. Okay. Well I'll I'll move on then because uh kind of piggybacked on yours i'm going with different this is kind of more of a sci-fi drama entitled alien nation i was gonna put that on my list yeah with uh the late great james con and mandy patinkin um mandy patinkin is an alien um part of a race that has now been integrated into society and they team up and James Conn is a racist against the aliens, and so they kind of have to work together as there's this new drug that's going around that's killing the aliens uh, or makes gives them strength or something. I can't remember exactly, but I think Terrence Stamp plays the lead lead alien or whatever that's yeah. behind all this stuff. But uh, it's a, it was a it's an interesting thing because it does play on you know racism and you know social issues and it's from like the you know late late 80s and uh but yeah it's it's a, it's a good movie good movie good story and yeah the chemistry between Patankin and Khan is really good and um but yeah no I I enjoyed it yeah man Patankin's in a lot of underrated stuff mm-hmm. yeah it's a good movie it's too bad mm-hmm. the tv show didn't do as well no no it didn't uh, so next for me, I felt like I had to put a classic on here, so I went mm-hmm. with the French Connection. Oh, nice. Um, so basically, yeah, it's uh, Gene Hackman and Roy Scheider are New York cops, and they kind of come across to I think it's a heroin, some, some yeah, sort, some sort of drug, some sort of drug yeah. thing out of uh, Mercedes or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. And they they got to get to the bottom of it. Um, yeah, it's a really good movie. It's yeah, 
it's still good. Yeah, I believe it won Best Picture and Best Director, Best Actor. William course, Friedkin. Direct- yes, I'm going to say by my my nemesis, William Friedkin, um, directed that. So, yep. As fans of the podcast will be familiar with my my ongoing feud with William Friedkin. I'm sure I, I'm sure I'm like in his every thought. I'm sure it's he thinks about me just as much as I think about him. He I bet you he checks his Twitter block list once a month just to make sure yeah. you're still on it. Just to refresh and say, you know, maybe change his mind on something, but he he I'm like bolded somehow. He knows that I'm never going. He's contacted Twitter and said, I don't care what happens. <laughs> I can no matter even if I try to do it manually, this guy cannot be unblocked. Yeah, he went straight to Twitter. Yeah, it went right straight to Twitter. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. My next one. This is a classic, but doesn't go as back as far as yours. And then I think this is the first one where we'll be in the gray area because it's a one, only one cop, but it's also a criminal. And this is 48 hours. Oh, yeah, that's um, on my list, too. Yeah. Nick Nolte. I think this is Eddie Murphy's first starring role, like before Trading Places and before Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, um, it, what was it, 83, 82? Something in that, yeah, 82, I think, yeah. And again, Nick Nolte's just a grizzled cop, just... No nonsense, no bullshit. No nonsense, no bullshit. Fucking hates Art. everybody. And I'm pretty sure he's racist. Okay. And... And Eddie Murphy comes in and the energy he has as the character and he just brings, it has all these monologues and rants that just go on and they're just so funny. And there's so many good comedic set pieces and good action by um, Walter Hill, I believe directed it. Yeah. And, but yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a classic for a reason. And this is, this almost kind of, I wouldn't say invented the action comedy buddy comedy thing but it certainly is a strong influence to do those movies oh, but yeah absolutely yeah yeah the sequel not so much it's not terrible it's not terrible it certainly pale not it certainly pales in comparison but uh eddie murphy wasn't new anymore he was, no uh, he was a hollywood big shot yes uh so my next one I know you're not a fan of one of the guys in it. I don't know if it's so much a cop buddy movie because they're not really buddies, but I guess they're They're rolling around. They're partners. And um, I I know where you're going with this one. So, yeah. (laughs) So training day, obviously. Yes. Um, Yeah. As far as two cops rolling around in a in a cop car, I think it's one of the best ever. Um, I know you have a differing opinion. Um, yes, I do. I've discussed it a couple of times, but yeah, so we won't get it. And but yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Sure, Denzel is a little over the top, you know. Mm. Um, but King, kinda, but King Kong ain't got nothing on him. And it's kind of strange that he did win the Oscar for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story is fucking great. Um, how he picks this rookie cop, and he's the whole point is to 
frame him and yeah you know he's got his other buddies in on it and whatnot and, um i just think it's a great movie like mm. i know how you feel about ethan hawk but yeah. i don't know he's not well and he's not nearly as one, annoying well, that's the thing. I don't, I, I don't mind him too much. I prefer him to Denzel in this. And the funny thing is, like, Denzel won Best Actor. Ethan Hawke was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. But Ethan Hawke is in the movie more. Yeah, he has more screen time than Denzel. But yeah, he's think, a supporting actor. I think Denzel's maybe in 50, 60% of the movie. Ethan Hawke is yeah. pretty much in every scene. Yeah. Um, but it's just a good, like... And it's something I can see happening, like, yeah, because police are corrupt, especially, mm-hmm. especially, um, like, what, what are they, vice cops or whatever? Yeah, narcotics or something. Yeah, yeah. vice, vice narcotics. So, yeah, um, it's not really a buddy cop movie, but yeah, there's cops um, in it and there's some buddies in it, so yes. Okay, so uh, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre's in it. Yes, Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis is in it. Um, my next one is another one that's kind of outside the box because there are cop buddies in it, but they're not the lead characters. They're this more of a supporting, and this is Hell or High Water. Um, okay, yeah. Of course, the leads are is Chris Pine and and Ben Foster. But um, Jeff Bridges and his partner, I guess, I think the, the actress' name is Gil Birmingham. The chemistry they have and the banter that goes back and forth between them is just so, seems so naturalistic. And, you know, Jeff Bridges, certainly the things he says are kind of racist or whatever, but I don't think he is a racist. I think he's just trying to get, you know, get his partner and he knows what, you know, turns the screws of his partner and so they've been you know together forever that he could just say whatever he wants and the partner yeah. doesn't even think anything of it um but it's yeah it, it's really it's a really cool diamond dynamic they have between them um it doesn't necessarily it doesn't steal focus from the leads but it it does allow for like a real strong secondary story yeah and uh, but yeah it's a uh, you know i it's, yeah it's a good movie overall too so. that movie is a pleasure Pleasure to yes. watch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next for me would be Sherlock Holmes, the first one. Um, I guess he's, what is he, like a detective? A consultant of some kind, yeah. Like he's kind of law enforcement, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, with Watson. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, what the hell's his name? Um, Jude Law, isn't it? Yeah, Jude Law and yeah. and, and RDJ. Yeah, um, Guy Ritchie. And like they took an old story and Guy Ritchie did right up. Yeah, like you know, made it violent and kind of modern without taking mm-hmm. it out of the time period. Yeah. Know? Um. Uh, dialogue is good. Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. is good. Um, so yeah, I just thought that would be yeah. a good one to put on my list. And again, the the sequel dips a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
but apparently part three is in the works now. Like they're going to get the gang back together and do a, do up a part three. So, well, Iron Man, he's got lots mm-hmm. of time on his hands now. Yes. Um, okay, my next one is, um, where am I going to go? From 1986, an unconventional team-up um, of actors, movie Running Scared with oh, Billy yeah. Crystal and Gregory Hines. Yep. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen this in years, but I remember enjoying this thoroughly. Um, I think it's a couple, like, Chicago cops undercover you know going after a drug dealer um jimmy smits has a as a character i think he's more of one of the one of the drug dealers um but yeah i just remember being like pretty funny because you know billy crystal just has so many like one-liners and quips and you know gregory hines just allows it but yeah it's got some good action and uh yeah i remember remember quite enjoying it but it's been years years since i've seen it so i can't really go into a whole lot of detail but i do remember enjoying it funny story about that movie i there's this used to be this place called liquidation world i don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with it is that the one by the old future shop on mcleod trail or is that a different, uh different location same same deal but this one's in sunridge okay um, they used to sell VHS tapes there, like previously viewed or whatever. I guess they'd buy like right. liquidated shit or whatever, right? And I can't remember what it was that I thought I was buying. Mm-hmm. That was the VHS tape inside the case when I got uh, it. Okay. <laughs> so it was been misplaced uh, or whatever. Mis- shit. And it was a like a more modern, like something from the nineties. Right. It was too good to be true anyway. So Yeah. Um, I do have a unsheathed copy of Running Scared somewhere in my possession. <laughs> I think I watched it once and I should probably watch it again because I don't really remember too much. Do you do you have a working VCR? I do. Nice. It's not hooked up right now, but neither do I. I have one. I have one as well, not hooked up, but yeah, I, I do have one. I've been thinking of hooking up because I got so many old. I still have VHS, like I'm sure you do, that they haven't printed on Blu-ray or Mm -hmm. DVD. Yep. Um, Like Suburbia, the Richard Link Link Ladder Mm -hmm. movie from the '90s, like. You can't find a DVD or Blu-ray of that thing ever. Like it's, mm-hmm. So, okay. uh, all right. So next You're for up. me is a something that is on a lot of my lists. And that is RoboCop. Okay. Um, so basically, um, Murphy and uh, shit, I can never remember her name. Um, anyways, the the lady cop. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, everybody's seen RoboCop, so yeah, you know they end up. They Lewis. start out as partner Lewis. They start out as partners. Yeah. RoboCop happens, then they end up as partners again at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So yes, um, and not only is it a 
Like I'm sure Buddy Cop movie's not the intention, but it's a fucking hell of a movie. Yes. Okay, well I am um I'm gonna go off and this is one another one I haven't seen in a long time. And again, this is a buddy cop without with only one of them being cop. And my sister will appreciate this one. Um The Hard Way. That's with the one J- with James Woods and Michael J. Fox. Ah uh, yes. Where James Woods is the cop and Michael J. Fox is an actor who's shadowing him to research for a part. Um, And then, and Stephen Lang plays like a psycho serial killer. And I remember, and LL Cool J is like one of his first roles. Um, Louis Guzman. But yeah, no, I, I remember this being actually pretty funny. I think I saw this at the theater. My sister is a huge Michael J. Fox fan. So we went and, we went and saw this, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of similar in vain to like something like ride along mm-hmm. now. Like it would be kind of similar when like a civilian goes along with the cop. What is that other one where, where they're, it's an actor shadowing a cop. Is it bulletproof? Yeah, it could be. That's what it's uh, Adam Sandler and, Damon Wayans? Yeah. Is that the one? Let me see. Showtime. Isn't Showtime, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah Showtime. Showtime is about the making of Cop, but yeah, that could be. Could be it. Yeah, no, Bulletproof is in it. Um, There's something like that that's another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's probably a direct ripoff of The Hard Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I I remember enjoying that. I don't know if that's been released on anything i haven't seen it since probably vhs but yeah, who uh knows? yeah but yeah so that is one uh, even though and james woods has become a real dick too if you watch anything on his twitter feed so so it's makes it harder dick? to watch oh yeah he's like <laughs> strong strong like right wing type trump supporter type oh, person boy. yeah lester diamond the pimp Yep. All right. So next for me is probably like the most perverse, gruesome buddy cop movie ever. Mm-hmm. Seven. Ah. Um, so basically they, by the end of the movie, they become friends, but they're kind of trying to track down a serial killer who murders his victims predicated on the seven deadly sins i'm sure everybody knows yep. um but morgan freeman and brad pitt's pretty good they had a good mm-hmm. chemistry yep um for as dark as this movie is like um uh there's a like a certain warmth that um that uh, morgan freeman gives off Mm. plays very human character yeah um and we all know what happens at the end Uh, it's a very tough pill to swallow yeah but uh like when i when i first thought of this category that's like one of the first movies that jumped into my head Mm. as far as like two cops 
you know. Yep. Okay. Well, my next one is kind of more of a purely action with lots of good stunts and whatnot entitled uh, Shakedown. Oh, shit. This is with Peter Weller from Robocop, plays like a straight-laced attorney. And Sam Elliott is a wild, like, renegade cop. And they team up together to, you know, take down a corrupt cop. And it's, like, really good action set pieces. Just your prototypical, you know, bombastic, crazy 80s, you know, overindulgence type action. And, uh, but yeah, no, it's a... It, it got a shout factor release, so I had to buy it. Wow! So yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a, a cult. I never cult even classic. heard of it. Nope. And it, who else is in it? Like John C. McGinley's in it, and yeah. it's it's yeah, it's a it's pretty good. I think I'll it's check on. It What's it called again? Shakedown. Shake yep. Shake. It's not sh- It's not shakedown. Takedown. Everybody wants you to the crowded line. Shakedown, breakdown. You're busted. You're busted. You're busted. <laughs> Shakedown, one word. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's going on mm-hmm. my list. Nice. Um, so next for me is, I guess it's a cop buddy movie because he makes friends with about twenty kids. Okay. Um. Oh, this kindergarten cop? Kindergarten cop. <laughs> Not part um, two with Dolph Lundgren? No. No. Like, for some reason, I have a soft spot for this movie. Um, and it's because of the kids. Like, the kids steal yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like, it has got some great one-liners. Um, it's a different kind of role for Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think he maybe stepped a little outside of his comfort zone for this. I don't know if this is. I think this is after Twins, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's after Twins. So maybe it's like not his first kind of comedic role, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Like something about it. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It gets for all what it almost appears on the surface to almost be like a family-friendly comedy. But it's not very, very violent at the end. Like Like when he when he slays the bad guy, there is there is like crazy amount of squib work in that in that scene. That's yeah. And uh, like some of the stuff that the kids like say, like just sexually charged innuendos, Mm -hmm. and um, yeah, he's uh, he does a good job. Okay, my next one is again. I'm I'm going out there for some of these. I'm trying to go off the mainstream. This one was released internationally under the title Dark Angel, but in North America it was released as I Come in Peace. Yep. <laughs> and this Dolph is Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren teams up with an FBI agent going after a alien um, who 
basically looks like he has a gun that shoots like CDs, but it's really some sort of blades, but it just looks like he's firing CDs. And this is way better than you would expect. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's directed by this guy, Craig R. Baxley, who is like a legendary stuntman and comes from a huge stunt family. So stunts in this, like he also did Action Jackson and like Stone Cold. So he's used to this like kind of really gritty type action with, you know, good stunt work. Um, it's got one of my favorite lines that the alien just says, I come in peace, you know, he uses the particular t- uh, line or whatever. And then Dolph Lundgren shoots him and says, you go in pieces. It's so good. Like, it's got some great one-liners. And Brian Ben-Ben is the, is the FBI agent from the HBO classic series Dream On. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, yeah, no, it's a, it's a fun movie. Again, got a Scream Factory release, and I bought it. I'll, uh, I'll have to revisit that one again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next for me, I probably couldn't make this list without including this um, Thunderheart. It's um, obviously, you know, everybody else mm-hmm. by now knows it's one of my favorites. Um, Graham Greene is amazing in this movie. Um, and him and Val Kilmer become good buddies by the end of it. Um, once Val Kilmer kind of embraces his Aboriginal roots. Um, I don't know. There's just something about this movie I love. And uh, Mm. so I had to include it on my cop buddy list. Nice. If you haven't seen it, I highly suggest watching it. Um, I have. Well, I know you've seen it. Yes. (laughs) You you're a Val Kilmer completionist. Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay, so my next one. Um, I just had it. Okay, these, I'm actually going to do part one and part two because there are two movies in this series anyways. And this is FX. Yep. Um, and FX2 with uh, Brian Brown and Brian Dennehy. And Brian Brown is a special effects expert, and Brian Dennehy is a cop, and he uses, um, you know, Brian Brown's expertise in order to, you know, create like a fake assassination attempt, or uses all of his special effects in order to as decoys to, you know, trick the the, the criminals and whatnot. But yeah, this is this was a fun. The first one gets kind of annoying at parts because. Brian Brown has this young female partner who is just absolutely terrible actress. And, you know, but the second one is, is pretty fun as well. But um, yeah, it's just, it's a, a unique take um, using the, you know, all the effects that they have at the time, all the practical effects. So it's kind of, it's kind of a neat setup. So yeah. I, uh, Didn't they attempt a TV series? There, there was a TV series of it. I don't think it lasted that long, but yeah, there was a, affects the series it was entitled yes um and and i'm looking up here there's a the guy his the actors lee and this oh there's two seasons of it um 39 episodes 
the lead actor, his name is Cameron Dadu. Dadu? Dadu. D-A-D-D-O. Dadu. Dadu. (laughs) Inside joke. Yes. And Uh, Carrie Ann Moss was in that series. She's been around a while. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, it was a Canadian series. Okay, so that that was mine. FX 1 and 2. So I basically have, well, I have three more left. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, one, two, three, four. I have four left. Um, So next for me is Colors. Uh, with cool. Sean cool. Sean Penn and um, Robert, uh, Robert Duvall, Duvall. Um, Maria Conchito Alonso, I believe. Yeah, directed uh, by Dennis Hopper. Directed by Dennis Hopper. Uh, it's a gritty, you know, rookie cop, old cop, yeah. gang, South Central LA. Los Angeles, mid eighties, I think, eighty six, eighty seven. Very gritty. Uh, Sean Penn's a hot shit rookie. Or maybe he's been around for a couple of years, but um, Robert Duvall's like the old veteran, so they kind of get put together. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of teaches Sean Penn how to slow the F down. And um, he kind of, you know, um, develops like... Uh, he likes the kid or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, the ending's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing about this movie is that the editing and the sound wasn't very good. Right. Um, like, that's the only thing that I can really say bad about it, but it's just a good, like, it's not... It's not a comedy, um, but it's just funny because, you know, it's like an old cop telling a new cop jokes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a good movie. Okay. Um, my next one is entitled uh, The Guard. And this is with uh, Brendan Gleeson and Don Cheadle. It's as a Irish policeman who gets partnered up with an FBI agent who's investigating an international drug smuggling ring. And, you know, Brendan Gleeson is, you know, very confrontational personality and just does not want to be um, partnered with this, you know, uptight kind of FBI agent played by Don Cheadle. Brendan Gleeson's awesome. Yeah. And this was written and directed by John Michael McDonough, who is the brother of Martin McDonough, who did In Bruges and Three Billboards and Seven Psychopaths. So um, they like working with Brendan Gleeson. And it's kind of the same kind of style, just kind of that dark, um, comedic, uh, gritty crime type movie and uh yeah it's uh it's pretty good yeah it's uh i've wanted to watch it actually mm-hmm. so i should probably pull the trigger on that get her done uh so next for me is miami vice the michael mann movie 
Um, mm-hmm. It's just a great atmospheric, gritty police drama. Um, mm-hmm. Like an updated version of the TV show yeah. with uh, Don Johnson and, and uh, Michael Thomas. Michael. Michael yeah, Thomas, Thomas Phillips. Yeah, Michael Thomas Phillips. <laughs> Henry Thomas. I don't he? know. <laughs> Crockett and Tubbs. Um, yes. Uh, the soundtrack's great. Uh, Michael Mann knows how to direct a yeah a cop movie like it's yeah it's gorgeous cinematography. It is, and like I think this got a lot of kind of disrespect because it wasn't. 1984 Miami Vice. It wasn't the vibrant pastels and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, if you want that Miami Vice, go watch that Miami Vice. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and that's the thing is people are getting upset with this, and it's like, oh, you're ruining it, whatever. But it's the same guy who did both, so it's its own revisioning of of his previous material. Yeah, Um, yeah. And I, I just like the relationship that. Crockett and Tubbs have like even on the show and in the movie like mm-hmm. like you could almost say that they're best friends but they don't mm-hmm. like they it's not like slapping each other on the back and you know it's just mm-hmm. kind of like an unsaid thing where you know they got each other's backs and they you know they take yeah. a bullet for one another um, yeah like you said it's just beautifully shot Mm-hmm. Like it makes me want to go to Miami and become a cop. Does it? Okay. Yeah. It's not too okay, late. This, no. Okay, this one. That's no, funny. I'm again. This is one I haven't seen in years, but it is similarly themed to one I had just mentioned not too long ago, and this is t- entitled "The Hidden." Um. This is a cop and an FBI team up um, and they are trying to find like an alien type creature that's kind of can disguise himself and like kind of inhabit other people's bodies kind of thing. And this is what Kyle McLaughlin is the lead and Michael Newary is, is the partner. Um, I just remember this being like really like a really critically acclaimed for its time like people like this was like a really solid horror sci-fi action that uh you know was compute genre mashup and um like yeah critics en- enjoyed it and it's a cult classic and that's something i do definitely do need to revisit but yeah um like i enjoyed it when i first saw it i think i haven't seen it in like over 30 years but it certainly had left a mark so i just wrote it down Okay, the hidden. The hidden. The hidden. So next, I just kind of combine these two into one. Okay. Because I love them both, as you do. Um, twenty-one and twenty-two Jump Streets. Yes. Um, ridiculously funny. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, Channing Tatum is like an unheralded um great comedian like he's got great timing um sometimes jonah hill's annoying 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're perfect together. Mm-hmm. Um, Ice Cube as the the uh, that's the, captain the chief, there, yeah. the captain. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I. Uh, and I'm I'm hard pressed to say which one I prefer. Like I like them equally. Th- like they're both. I think I like Twenty One a touch better. Yeah. Because um, Dave Franco's awesome. Rob Riggle's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Twenty Two has my favorite scene of both movies when Ice Cube flips out at the, the at college the dinner. Yeah, and. Um, when he discovers that Jonah Hill is dating his daughter. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I just, um, this is prototypical cop buddy comedy. And, mm-hmm. You know, on paper, it looks stupid. And mm-hmm. like, who the fuck yeah. wants to watch 21 and 22 Jump Street movies, yeah. right? Like, the show wasn't mm-hmm. even that good, you know? Right. Uh, oh, and Johnny Depp cameo Reprises and the, it. yeah, and the Michael Deloise. Yeah, yeah, they both like just or Peter Peter Deloise, not Michael Peter, Peter Deloise. Um, yes, and Korean Jesus ain't got time. No, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. So yeah, I right. those are those aren't the two that obviously that I left off. I knew these yep. would probably be on your short list at least. They're on my list, but again, yeah, they're ones that uh, I figured you would probably bring up. Um, my next one is going to be in the same vein where it's an update of a TV series. And this is Starsky and Hutch. Um, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is Huggy Bear. Ben Stiller. Got Owen Wilson. Um, got Fred Williamson as the captain and it's and jason bateman vince vaughn like it's just will ferrell guy who's obsessed with dragons um it's just it's so funny because it's an update it it, it's very funny directed by uh written directed by um tom phillips which did the hangovers and old school and joker um but uh this is a very funny the camp i mean ben stiller and owen wilson have worked together like over 10 times like in double digits and they just pure they just have great chemistry and they work well together and it's it's it's, it's a very very funny okay i'd never watched the original series but yeah, um, neither have i but this this was i really enjoyed this much more than i was expecting i went there probably because <clears throat> of the actors in it um but i ended up jo- enjoying it way more than i anticipated yeah, I, uh, I think I've only ever watched it once or twice, so it's probably something I should revisit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember it being funny. Mm-hmm. And that's a sick-ass car. Yes. Uh, so the last official one on my list is Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he's he kind of doesn't start off as a buddy cop movie, but you know, no. kind of kind of makes friends with, with Rosewood and Taggart by the yeah. end. Um, Part two might be more of a buddy cop than yeah. 
than the original one, right? So, but it's still like I still watch it once, once or twice a year. It's still mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, this is Eddie Murphy at his peak, I think. Um, yeah, he uh, he commands the screen. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just um, you know fish out of water but you wouldn't know it from just the charisma and um command that uh, axel foley has um and serge like who can yes serge yeah um he makes it with a little lemon twist yes it's It's nice you should try yeah it's nice you should try it yeah um so yeah i think that's like perfect 80s movie like it was mm-hmm. you know so yeah Beverly Hills yeah. Cop okay well I'm gonna go another one off the track um I'll probably do a refresh and just like how I usually do I'll just like fire off a bunch at the end um this is a movie I've again I haven't seen in years but it's entitled Off Limits and again for yeah. some reason this has Gregory Hines in it again. Like he's appeared twice now. Um, this is Willem Dafoe and Gregory Hines. They are two military police in during wartime Saigon that are investigating um, serial killings of prostitutes. And this is just a really good mystery um, whodunit kind of thing. And they're trying to investigate and everything's pointing to like a, like a high ranking army officer um fred ward is in it um scott glenn heath david like it's got a great strong cast from uh, 1988 and uh yeah did you say uh, keith david i I did say keith david you had me at keith david yeah so yeah not david keith no i meant it was keith it's keith david and uh but yeah no it's a it's a it's a good good um mystery cop procedural nice Put it on my list. All right. So I should probably just mention the two that I left off. Unless you want to. So kiss, no, kiss, ahead, bang, kiss. bang. Bang and nice guys. Yes, those those were on my list. Yes. And the nice guys. Um, what can you say about these movies we haven't already said? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially nice guys for me. Like it's just. Uh, I don't know. It's charming. It's got yeah. a charm to it. Yes. Yeah. Just uh, those those two movies. I mean, obviously it's about the writing and the comedy, but it's mostly it's the chemistry. That's what it is like between the two leads, like Crow and Gosling and then Downey Jr. and Kilmer. It's just the chemistry between like both sets are just off the charts. So. And it, even in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, when Kilmer isn't on screen, mm-hmm. um, Robert Downey has great chemistry with the female lead. I can't remember her name. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle Monaghan. Yes. Like she's, yeah. she is so mean to him, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, keeps a good flow. Um, yep. And yeah, like uh, pretty tight yeah. casting. Pretty good. Yep. Okay. So yeah, I'll just rattle off some other ones here. I even had, I had bad boys for life. I didn't care for the first bad boys. Didn't watch the second, but the 
Bad Boys for Life surprised me how good that was. Had solid action direct and direction, and they toned they toned down the the arguing between the two leads, which was what turned me off between the first one. They more focused on the action than the comedy, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, the, um, third, the the third one was really good. I like mm-hmm. the first one too. Not enough to make my list, but yeah, but. The second um, one has so many false endings and so yeah. much like bullshit wasted time with dialogue. Like it's just, yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Um, got hot fuzz. Oh, That's hot just, fuzz. yeah, I don't just know. Just classic. Make yeah. My list. Um, Die Hard 3, because now he gets kind of a partner with Samuel L. Jackson. Great stuff. Great villain with uh, Jeremy Irons. Um, the starting, probably the my starting s- to that movie is insane. Like, yeah, that's probably my <laughs> second favorite in the series. So, um, Midnight Run, Robert De Niro, Charles Grodin, you know, cop or bounty hunter in this case, going after a guy trying to bring him in. Great from the same director as uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Martin Brest. Um, Men in Black, first one. I I enjoyed that. Um, End of Watch. Kind of like almost like a found footage. That almost with, made um, list. Yeah, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael, Michael Pena. Yeah. yeah, great, great movie. Great cop procedural. Dead Heat. Spoken about this one on the podcast before with Treat Williams and Joe Piscopo. Um, one of them plays a zombie and they're trying to undercover this, this whole zombie zombie criminal ring. Yeah. Great. <laughs> um, uh, the Man from Uncle. This is more agents than anything, but this is another Guy Ritchie retelling of mm-hmm. an old British series. But again, great chemistry between um, Henry Cavill and you know now found cannibal Army Hammer. Um, and what? At least, she, yeah. It, there's rumors he's that he's a cannibal or talked to people about cannibalistic ways, and so yeah, he's been canceled. He's now selling timeshare in the Bahamas or something like that. Um, Lone Ranger got canceled. Yes. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. No. There's there's some pretty stuff, crazy stuff about him online, but it's it's a really fun fun movie. And my last one, again, I I don't know. We've got like Shane Black dominates this list. Like he's the master buddy got. And I got uh, Last Boy Scout, mm-hmm. um, Bruce Willis and uh, Damon Wayans mm-hmm. teaming up, and so many great one liners. Uh, Damon Wayne's kind of gets has some really bad lines at times, but um, it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Just balls out violence, um, and yeah, no, it's a uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, I find that with Damon Wayne's like he's hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Like there's a movie he's in called Major Pain. Yep. I don't know why, but I love that movie. I saw that at theater. I think like, I have I- that on VHS. It's so ridiculous, but like, yeah, I I don't know if it's the way he talks or whatever, but as mm-hmm. again, another connection, Damon Wayans, Beverly Hills Cop, gives mm-hmm. gives extra fully the bananas. Yep. <laughs> yep. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So I guess that's so, yeah, it. That's, eh? that's the list. So, um, yeah, I guess that brings us to a uh, pick of the pod. Hey everybody, quiet down please. These two jerks have an opinion.
Here is this episode's pick of the pod. So, I was going to use bullet train, but then I'm like, nah, that's too obvious. Then I figured that, that might be your pick of the pod. Right. But then the other night I started rewatching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Which and just got official renewal for season 12. And that's that's where what I'm watching now is season 11. Because I've mm-hmm. seen like season 10 and 11 are the ones that I've seen the least. Um, right. But like I don't know if there'll ever be another show like Kirby Enthusiasm. Like that's mm-hmm. like Larry David is so off putting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um but half the time it's like I one hundred percent agree with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he says the things that people shouldn't say but want to say. Like he creates crazy awkward situations for himself. Like he automatically like everybody automatically assumes that he's the asshole in the situation. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times he's not. No. Um but like the cast is great. Um like Leon what a character. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like he, he's a, like he's a he great just addition. he just fuels like Larry's madness. You know what yeah. I mean? And, um, and and the way the way they've kept him around, what he came in what season six or whatever, being the brother of Vivica A. Fox, who Larry was dating, and somehow they've managed to keep him in, even though they're they've long broken up and he's just become like Larry's roommate, regardless well, he, of where Larry is. Like he yeah. he chewed up so much scenery in that season. Yeah. Like, just mm-hmm. being, like, the, like, well, living the plus, and living the plush life, like, just like, indulging himself. Yeah. 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 And so now he's basically just Larry's roommate. Like, yep. You know? Um, and, like, just the, the, like, cast of characters, like, Richard mm-hmm. Lewis, the late great uh, Larry Funkhausen. Oh, yes. Ted Danson. Um, Ted Danson. Uh, now Vince Vaughn. Nah, yes, yes. Um, it's. Uh, and I like how everything's not wrapped up at the end of every episode. Like no, and they he, like a new like new new problem arises, and they they fade to black, and they never mention it again. They just you just assume everything's okay. But yeah, it's like yeah, problems arise. Like not everything's just like oh, cookie cutter, wrapped up in a bow. We can move on to the next thing. Like no, he's always getting himself in some other shit right at the end of an episode. Oh yeah, yeah. and like like they keep and there's usually one or two things that they keep on going or mm-hmm. bring, bring back to tie into like the current predicament that he's in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like fabulous. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Like I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but mm-hmm. you know, if you don't go watch friends, if you don't enjoy yeah. clever humor. 
I, I but I, I I watch Friends as well, so I do mm-hmm. like both. I hate you now. <laughs> like Friends is okay, well, whatever, but I yeah. think it's just as far as sitcoms go, it's way overrated. Hmm. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying it's the greatest thing of all time, but you know, I still laugh at it. So like And I have Earth? both Lego I have both Lego sets of friends. So Of course you do. Yeah, you, know, you have Central Perk and and then Mon- the Monica's apartment. It's Monica's apartment, and then the hallway, and then you know Chandler and Joey's apartment. So yes, you're way too far deep into this for my liking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Curb's probably top five sitcom ever. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't. Is it a sitcom? There's no laugh track. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't have to have a sitcom. Office doesn't have a laugh track. It's still, it's still, it's a situational comedy. It's not. That's true. Because there's. There's like those single camera comedies or multi camera comedies, and the multi camera are the ones that seem like, you know, like Big Bang Theory and shit like that. And those are just, yeah, not good. <laughs> Cookie cutter. Yes. Um. Yeah. So mine, I got, I got a couple here. Um. One because I, it's been on my list for a while. Cause it's been a while since we recorded, and another one I watched recently. Uh, first one is a uh, Thirteen Days. Um, this is a new oh, prime, the, the rest prime original. Yeah, it's about the the Thai boys soccer team that's trapped in the caves during a big, huge down rainfall, and um, there's no way out. So the like the world pretty much comes to aid of like expert divers and stuff because it's so cavernous and intertwining, like and all under all submerged and there's like zero visibility and just people can't get in there. And the thing is like, once they find the kids and are able to get to the kids, everyone's like, Oh yeah, great. We can save them and all that. It's like, yeah, but you still have to get them out. And it takes these experienced divers like over, you know, five, five to eight hours underwater to get these kids. And these kids aren't experienced divers. So the way they come up to get the kids out is just extraordinary. Um, this is, you know, Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, Joel Egerton, directed by Ron Howard. Um, really riveting, claustrophobic. I would compare it to like, you know, obviously this is a horror movie, but you know, the parts of the descent when they're going through the caves and it gets really claustrophobic and people are stuck. This is like that, except also add being underwater. And so that adds another just like tension level. And uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty good, pretty harrowing movie. Um, that's on Prime? <clears throat> that's on Prime, yeah. And the last one I watched is just, this movie is fucked up. I enjoyed it. Uh, it's so hard to describe. And this is the new Alex Garland, written and directed. This is Men. I oh, watched yeah. this. This I, is I put it on, but I fell asleep. So it's, yeah, it is. Watch it. It's so crazy. Like it is creepy. Um, I watched the documentary about the making of or whatever. So it helped explain things a little bit more. Um, gave some clarity to it. But yeah, you just you just watch this thing unfold. And you're like, what the hell? Um, and the lead actress, I think her name is Jessie Buckley. She was just Academy Award nominated for performance in the lost daughter she's also in uh, charlie kaufman's i think we should end things um 
and then the lead actor Rory Kinnear, who's been in lots of different things. Um, probably highest profile would be he's in the newer Daniel Craig Bond movies. He's kind of one of the behind the scenes guys. Um, he was in the Black Mirror episode where it's the Prime Minister who's being forced to fuck a pig. You know that 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 happy episode. Um, but he plays he plays every male character pretty much in the movie. Um, like he he's um, being like pretty much different stereotypical type male, like an aggro, uh, you know, confident or whatever, just a creep and just nice yeah. guy. But he plays all the different types of uh, archetypes for male. And yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty good movie. So I enjoyed it. How would you compare it to his other films? Um, it, if if I was going to go ones that he's written and directed, obviously that'd be Ex Machina and Annihilation. Um, I would put it below those, but it's still higher than a lot of things. But yeah, because he he's just so he's so inventive. Like he's such an original writer. Um, I'd probably put Annihilation at the top, even though I love Ex Machina, but Annihilation is just such a beautiful movie. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it's 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 pretty good. And I heard that he has one more movie that's coming out that he's going to write and direct. And then he said, that's the final film he's going to direct. And he's just going to focus on writing, not going to direct anymore. So, but yeah, no, he's a, he should write, he should write the movies and Jordan Peele should direct the movies. Yeah. That would would be a good combination. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no. So those are my two, my two picks. So, Oh, I'm Scott. I have two picks this week. Well, you have Curb Your Enthusiasm, which has fucking 11 seasons and hundreds of episodes. So there you go. That's that's more than two. So there. Fine. Fine. So what was um, the movie I watched last night? I kind of had it in the background. It's on Shudder with Ryan Quantane in it. Oh, is that the glorious or whatever? Yeah, that was something yeah, no, else. I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, Ryan Quintain and J.K. Simmons. Like, I'll have um, to do another watch because I was yeah. um, kind of doing something else while I, it was on in the background. But yeah, yeah it's looked a, a little messed up. It kind of gave me like a what is that one with Nick Cage, the color and the shape. Oh right, yeah. Uh, kind of had that vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I want to. I want to see that one. That one looks pretty effed up. So, okay. So, so I guess uh, uh, you got to reveal the next. Uh, the next theme. Thingy. This this one is going to be challenging. Okay. Because it is so open, like you can draw from anywhere. Okay. One word titles. So not ones that are like the whatever, just one word titles. Like, for example, nope. Yes, like nope. Not the whatever, whatever, but be like alien, aliens, whatever. But it's one word titles. What? Pardon? How's that? Are you a whale? Yes. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. Favorite right. one-word titled movies. Yes. Kids. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Kids. Is it going to be okay? Yeah. Uh, this is going to be another repeat. This is going to be another entry of RoboCop. RoboCop's going to be discussed again. Is Thunderheart one word? Yes, it is. Thunderheart. <laughs> Predator. It's going to be on there. Uh, so Prey. basically, I'm just going to take my list from this week and... Yeah. Just cherry pick the one word stuff. Yeah. Colors, Seven, RoboCop, Thunderheart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. I will not include any of those movies because it's okay. too much. It's too much already. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, let's maybe let's make that a caveat. Try to pick as many movies that we haven't spoken about on the move on the on the uh, podcast as much. New, like fresh titles. Freshly fresh titles to discuss. So that's a movie you can talk about. Fresh. Which one is that's that? On, that's the recent that's on, one, right? That's on Disney, yes, with Sebastian Stan. Actually, I watched that. A, with a cannibal, yes. He's, that's pretty good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was uh, the twist of how he was doing it to sell. Yeah, the, like a black market. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like he and wasn't, how he would... He wasn't doing it just so he could consume them. He was actually no. selling these poor chicks. Yes, and keeping them alive so then the meat could be fresh. So it's like doing all the surgeries on them in order to keep them alive even as they're losing, you know, appendages. Fresh. Fresh meat. Fresh. Fresh. Mm. Cool, man. So what, else right. is, what else is going on? Uh, not much. I think uh, uh, the Flames did some moves. So I'm looking forward to the new season. See what happens. It's been a frustrating run for the Blue Jays the last month, I think. Yeah, they haven't been able to pull off consecutive wins for a while, and uh, that that wild card lead is diminishing. They're fast. lucky. They're lucky. The Yankees are kind of shit in the bed too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, they're winning right now. It's nine to two. They're playing Boston. It's nine to two to Boston, but you know Boston's last in the division, so it's kind of other than it. It helps the Blue Jays get another win. It doesn't do anything for the wild card race because the Sox aren't anywhere close. So this is true. Mm-hmm. Gotta watch out right. for those surprising Baltimore Orioles and the and the Rays and the Mariners and the Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I guess that wraps up another episode of The Pod That Rocks Your Bod. Oh, so rocked. Thoroughly rocked. Oh, I think yes. my dog's having a dream back there. Oh, your dog yeah. being thoroughly rocked. Can you hear him? I can hear him, yeah. He's like doing that weird... Yep. What are dreaming about? Like, what could a dog be dreaming about? Like, going for know. a walk? Yes. Taking a big shit? Yeah, he... Usually, those dreams usually come true. Yes. 
All, All right, right, so let's that puts a wrap on things. So uh, this is uh, Scott signing off for Flixmax. This is Terrence. So uh, uh, toodles. Mm-hmm.